Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. While everybody was focused on Hunter Biden's laptop, did anybody see that he downloaded season two of Emily in Paris on his iPad? Your conscious mind can deal with that because your unconscious mind is now tuned in to your favorite late-night talk show for the Shamelessly Fringe. It's Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. Conversations that bend. Bendy, 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 looper, duper. What's the scooper? It's me, folks. Greg the Bornstein host of Open Loops, your consciousness disruptor, your cultural hypnotist, your curator of experience, and of course, the chief looper. Looping you left and right, you know, this is a show where we challenge your existing belief systems with radically unique ideas designed to stimulate your unconscious mind and allow you to step into the highest version of yourself. How do we do it? Well, we talk about things that go all over the edges of reality. The fringe, the conspiratorial, the esoteric, the metaphorical, the the metaphysical, the philosophical, the psychoanalytical, pretty much If it's intellectually escapist or escapist intellectual, we'll cover it. We're open to it. We want to bend minds. And you know, one of the best ways that you can have your mind bent is by seeing a rapid succession of mind-bending topics all in one go, which, by the way... Uh, is happening this weekend. So we're we're talking November. Uh, November the when does it start? Oh gosh, when is the? Oh yes, the eleventh, the twelfth, and the thirteenth. There is a seminar going on. Uh, it's called Magic Box Timelines. It's a three day online conference with sixteen presenters thrown up by Watchers Talk. I mean, tons of great people. People have been on the show. Michael Feely, Constance Briggs, Rodney McGilvery, uh, Leon Curtis, 
Omar, Omar Fazy's throwing this whole thing. Augie Nost, Eric Hecker, uh, some other people who, uh, yeah, Sol Rita's going on there. Steven and Evan Strong, Rob Yox. I mean, really, really some great great presentations uh I, i'm excited uh to to hear the talks i'm excited to as they always say raise consciousness around things that we don't normally talk about in the mainstream and just excited in general to to be in the uh the co-mc place with with my my fellow uh fellow explorers of these strange topics check it out the link to the watchers talk youtube channels in the show notes and uh, yeah if you're listening to this later you can catch the replay uh magic box timelines coming to watchers talk now today's episode is sponsored by the global terrorism that is going on inside the minds of all the people. Yes, my guest is a very interesting, uh, I, I put man in quotes. I, I, uh, he's told me that he's not, he, he could trace his origins far, far beyond, uh, well, even what he explains on the show, which is his ancestry is connected to those who persecuted the witches in Salem during the trials, as well as he's connected to the 13 original royal bloodlines that rule the entire world. Some call them the New World Order, some call them the Illuminati, some just call them mom and dad. They're great, uh, well, they're, they're great forces of evil you'll find out uh, but his goal in this episode is to be a little more practical it's we delve into my guest james pentangles past a little bit uh james is is pretty open with his story however he doesn't want to bring too much of his intel up because he is connected to people in the government at the highest levels look here's the situation Someone tells me all this, I never know. I never know what to believe. I'm never sure. I I always love, you know, those are buzzwords for me. I mean, I, I, I thought it would be nice if a woman one day wants to woo the heart of a Greg Bornstein type um, or or vice versa, you know, uh, or a man trying to woo another man uh, uh, or or woman on woman. Uh, don't, not like that. Uh the po- the point is this why am i getting so talking about love it's making me so it's making me so nervous um basically the t-shirt that goes with open loops someone should make this is your intel turns me on because it is really true when someone says they have a secret government contact or or somebody that's top secret high level i listen now, the more I was speaking to James, and I spoke to him before this show because I wanted to really screen the situation, see what was going on. There are times when he he can go into tangents, but he'll say something, and I go, uh, "Actually, that makes sense." And yeah, that's right. And actually, this does correspond with other things and corroborate with other things I've heard before. I, I don't think what he's claiming is that outrageous when you listen to this episode. As a matter of fact, 
Um, you know, there there are some things there that he doesn't even know the answers to. He he's he's just beginning his exploration. But I think you'll hear, even though it sounds sounds like at times, maybe maybe he he goes off on on a different direction. He does tend to bring it back and the focus to what he really cares about, which is bringing love and real magic back to this earth. Because there's no question in James's mind that magical forces are at play here. There is some dark magic going on. But what about somebody that brings you the conspiracy with the solution? It's rare you have the solution side of it as well. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's not that rare, but but it, but it's rare to lead with that. Uh, you know, it, it, David Icke maybe at the end says, oh, just find yourself and love yourself. But like, he really wants to go in. He has, he has a powerful message. James Pentangle, my first interview with uh, with this ex-royal elite, American royalty elite family member. He, he doesn't want to be associated with his ancestors. You'll find out who they are in this episode. Um, yeah, I look, if you like this podcast, make sure to follow it, subscribe to it on any of the podcast platforms, as well as if you could rate the show and leave a review, even a couple words, definitely helps get this content out there. The more we have demand for for these kind of episodes, uh, the more likely I'll be able to get James back on immediately and, and find out who he really is, reveal who he really is to you all. So, Definitely appreciate your efforts to uh, support Open Loops in that way. Um, yeah, this is this is quite a fascinating conversation. It goes all over the place, but it still remains thematic. So I uh, I, I love that. It, it perfectly loops. It perfectly loops. A perfect loop. All right. Time to blow the whistle on the elites again. What a burden we carry here as fringe podcasters, I must tell you. It's a fun one. Here he is, James Pentangle. Today on Open Loops, we have James Pentangle, a very interesting, very interesting person, uh, if you can call him that. Uh, yes, because James is, well, let's put it this way. If you listen to the show, you know there are several people who've come on, and, and I've spoken about this too, that point to the idea that there is a there are about 13, and maybe there are more, maybe James can correct us on this, but there are 13 ruling bloodlines throughout all of history on Earth that you can connect some of the most powerful, the most powerful people to. And James is special because while he was born into American royalty, he has pulled the Prince Harry, he has, he has, he has Brexited 
U.S. version <laughs> yeah. from yeah. from his American royalty lineage because, well, uh, you know what? They, they're they apparently very dangerous people that run this country, this world. <laughs> and uh, he, he's going to tell us a little bit about that. But also the bigger picture is James is going to shed light on how we are all hypnotized on earth uh and we need to wake up right now if if we're gonna have any kind of control mm-hmm. over uh not destroying ourselves so uh i know that was a simplification of what you're gonna talk about but uh james I- i'm excited to delve into this topic because i love knowing about how we've been in mass hypnosis it's a major theme of this show uh thanks so much for coming on well thank you greg um yeah, I, I guess I am the black sheep of the ruling class. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like to yeah, I'd like to point out that yeah, I um I may be born into that world, but like I told you uh talking before the show, my parents knowingly and you know was were very clear about not associating with those people <laughs> those people <laughs> so yes um, yeah and also like like i said my family was uh you know i traced it back to salem massachusetts um and i found out <laughs> uh that my family was responsible for the witch trials and um you know this this really kind of hit me pretty hard because i used to go boy that those ruling class people that did the witch trials, they're, they're, they're nuts. They were crazy. You know, I was cursing my own family. It's a, it's a, when you say something, it's a, you curse it. So right. <laughs> I was cursing my own people, you know, about what, what they did. So I don't condone, you know, like I, I don't condone what these 13 family, yes, his 13 bloodlines, um, and I don't agree with anything that they've done ever. <laughs> let me let me ask you something, James. I'm going to go to the uh, the witch trials for a second. You know, there is a the, uh, the story that we're told, at least in American education these days, is that the whole thing was an overblown. Uh, you had this woman, Tichaba, who was doing these kind of incantation rituals with kids in the woods. And then there was just kind of scare that happened. But I'm curious, what actually, what was going on with the witch trials? Well, um, from what the research that I found is they had some type of moldy bread that made like a hallucinogenic. Right. So, um, and then the the small uh, girls were affected by it, I guess, because they were smaller and it, you know, didn't take as much. So they were all acting in unison, like, you know, they were possessed or something like that. Um, Because when you do take a psychedelic drug, you tap into mm, a different type of frequency. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. So that was one thing. And, um, but it's very interesting. You know, my dad was a very sweet guy. Um, he, He left the ruling class at 12 years old when he realized that they were not very nice to him you know he didn't want anything to do with his family uh so um but i still would see this arrogance coming through like every once in a while just like i was like who are you you know it's like this 
this like i am a ruling class you know and like you're a peasant you know like you're a peasant or you're you're you know you shall listen to me you know without listening to reason you know because it's like because i said so kind of thing is this how he treated you or how he treated everybody no 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 this is well he, he that's the thing it, it wouldn't come out because like it wouldn't come out very often and he didn't right. treat everybody that way on the surface he was very nice to people most of the time um it, until until someone disagreed with him <laughs> and right. then his arrogance would come out and he wouldn't he wouldn't see their point of view and um you know it's just like the police today I mean, they, they don't seem to have much logic because they have quotas to fill. And it's just like, you, you know, or, or the courts, you know, like a judge. And, and, you know, it's like they don't respond to logic and reason. Right. You know, they don't, they, they're, they're just doing their job to make money for the courts and the prison system. You know, so, so let me ask you this, then. What was it about your father that when he was a younger man, decided, hey, I'm not going to... Did he see anything? Did he hear anything about the ruling class? I mean, was he brought up seeing horrific things and just said, enough of this? Why did well, he step away in the first place? Well, the the main reason... Okay, my grandmother, my step-grandmother, her name was Flora Coles. You can look up her Wikipedia page. She was the highest-ranked female diplomat in U.S. history, appointed by Dwight D. Eisenhower, went to Queen Elizabeth II's coronation, representing wow. the United States of America, was personal friends with Queen Elizabeth, and went to parties with, like, Salvador Dali, and would report back to her and stuff about this, you know, she, she was jet set before there was jets. <laughs> and, yes. um, but, so, my dad was at boarding school, and, uh, he came back one time. I mean, he was, he was young and like, you know, I get, I don't know, before 12 even, and um, came back to the penthouse in Manhattan and they weren't there. They forgot about him. They, and they didn't even call or anything. So they had a penthouse with that. Frank Lloyd Wright was in penthouse B and I guess Frank Lloyd Wright's Butler. I, I didn't really get the story, but I think his Butler had to take care of him um until they came back and it wasn't just like a day or two it was like you know how do you forget about a young child they and, just abandoned him yeah i mean it's like uh it's macaulay culkin this is yeah yeah, yeah but but worse because it's just like you know um i i you know it just it just blew his mind and he's like you know you realize that these these people aren't nice I mean, he must have seen like, yeah, and the parties and, and everything like that, where like he, you know, they just didn't care about him. And and my step grandmother wasn't he didn't know that she wasn't his real mom until he was 12 years old. And then he had two other brothers that were living with his real mom. And that was the final nail on the coffin where he said, fuck you people. <laughs> I mean, really, he's just like enough. I mean, even 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 at that young age, he's like, you know, he he just saw that everybody it was all about the money and and the you know their selfish lifestyles and stuff like that. Very interesting. So, yeah. and then did your y y your mother? Did she also come from this line? No, he married my mother. Is just a regular human, and she <laughs> she's uh. <laughs> 
I would say working class royalty. She has some notable people in, on her side of the family that uh, a few of them aren't famous, but they're really, they were good people. Like, um, and a few, there are a few famous ones too, but she, she, her family was a little not so, but good people, you know, like they all had good hearts and stuff. Uh, so um, I just, I actually knew my mom's side of the family much more than my dad's, uh, and, and, you know, yeah. just, just very, very few on his side. Would you say that she married up? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> my, my dad, I didn't, you know, we had money sort of, you know, it was like, you know, mansions without money seemed to be the mantra of my life. <laughs> we live in this mansion, but we have no money. It's definitely compared to our neighbors. You know, I mean, you, I, if you look, um, I lived in Riverdale um, in Bronx there, right? Yeah, of course. 10 blocks from Westchester. And the the first Kennedy mansion was there. Uh, it's two on Independence Avenue. And I lived in a, um, a closed section of the Wave Hill Manor there that that really beautiful so that was one of the most beautiful places i've ever lived and uh but so you know it's like um yeah my dad went to riverdale country day the same school as the kennedys and stuff like that so you know i've been always surrounded by these people that don't that you know it's like um we have no i guess my dad wanted to keep keep your enemies closer you know keep keep your right friends close but you know like uh so um it kind of reminds me of that the the story uh um what was the guy from the eagles moved to texas to like he, he was a democrat uh and like he wanted to move to the most republican like thing so he could show his kids how not to be <laughs> right <laughs> right no, yeah. I mean you make a good point. I mean, I think people do this all the time. They they sometimes hating on something becomes the identity. So yeah. if you were to move out completely, I mean, uh, <clears throat> it would, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure there was the, a kind the of rationale, an attachment. Yeah, the the rationale is like, yeah, if you have an alcoholic parent, uh, it's like, yeah, you don't you don't want to become an alcoholic because you see how bad it messes things up. You know, um, I, was it was uh, it interesting growing up? I mean, were there people uh, that were were you you know butting heads with uh, you know uh, American legends, their kids? I mean, were you ever friends with anybody that we would know in the mainstream today? Um, not you know, I don't know. Like I I I lived in Southampton for a little while and. I, I probably did, but you know, you just kind of out there, you wander into some mansion on the beach and I don't know who the hell I'm talking to. <laughs> I mean, not, maybe that was a good thing. Well, I know? guess the other thing too is there is the whole, the people running things aren't people whose names you know anyways. Yes, correct. Yeah, 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 That that's very correct. Um, yes, you, you know, like, uh, you know, I've never... I've never been interested in their 
evil doings. So yeah, I probably, but I, yeah, I'm sure I was, you know, if someone had told me who they were and what they did or who their family was, I, I probably would have been surprised myself, but not surprised, you know, yeah. like, uh, I, it's almost like you don't want to ask. Yeah. Don't well, ask, don't tell kind of thing. <laughs> yes. That, but, that's a, but it, but it, it, when you, when, when you're born into this Royal bloodline, you have this air about you and you see that in others. And, that's uh, interesting. It's not something that you can fake. Do you, do you, do, is that an air that you've had to shed? I, yeah, I, um, uh, you, you, yeah, I, I didn't, um, I, I didn't, I've never liked being arrogant to people who didn't deserve it. You know, it's like, uh, but some people do, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, so, um, I, it only comes up, you know, if someone, if someone has any arrogance, it's like, yeah, it's like, buddy, yeah, put that away. <laughs> right, know? right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a bit, that's a big thing. Uh, uh, Prince. Oh, oh go uh, ahead. Print, uh, what, tell me Prince, about the Prince. Uh, Prince. Um, Charles, well, he was now he's King Charles, but this is this is a while back. His one of his speeches, like, yeah, we're all in this together. Yeah, I I'm not very happy with him. I've never been happy with him. And I've actually sent MI6 some things. And I was like, look, if you don't shape up your act, I'm gonna make you put put you in the stocks in front of Buckingham Palace. You know, I've actually sent, sent some stuff like that. You have the ability you... to be able to do that? <clears throat> well, if I get public opinion against him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but I also wonder, you know, do you... Like I said, I said, no, I know, like, I can take these people down, but it, it, it's like if you've got to let them take themselves down, you know, and that that's the, the key to it. You can't go pointing fingers, you know, you go point, you point a finger and three are pointing back at you. So... Um, no, wait, we were, we were talking about this a little before the show started and I, and I want to delve into it a bit more. Uh, you mentioned that the bloodlines, yeah, it's not just that they're rich. It's that they actually, some of them have special abilities. Well, why yeah, is that um, even the case? What, what, um, can, can you go into that a little okay. bit? All right. So what, what I, uh. What I did, yeah. Let me let me let me uh, look at my little notes here. Let's let's go let's go back to the beginning and um, the whole physical universe, time and space. Oh, that's the way um, beginning. Holy moly! Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. Because because this is it all built it all builds on it all builds on one another. Okay, so <laughs> when I said magical back, powers, I didn't mean God, but yes, let's yes. let's let's do well, it. Like um. Uh, you know, we are all made in the image and likeness of God. And, but who believes that? Really? Come on. You know, so, uh, <laughs> that, that's, you know, so but uh, it, it's come. It, it is coming, you know, and um, people do have supernatural abilities. But the only way to unlock this is if you um, 
truly do love and respect all people as yourself. And you can't fool whatever you think God is. The circum God is circumstance. God is the cosmos. God is what happens to you in your life. You know, an act of God. A tree falls down and blow. You know that whatever. Um, even even well, so, so if you're an atheist, you just say you know it's just circumstances. You can't fool circumstances in your life. If you're a bad person, it's going to catch up with you sometime. It just, you know, it's just going to happen either in this life or when you die. You're not going to escape evil that you've done. So this is why you have to be sorry for, you know, oh, I'm sorry I didn't treat all others with love and respect as myself. So and that's how you unlock your supernatural abilities so but the the interesting thing is they they left out of the bible you see you gotta the, the bible is, is such an interesting book because it has so much truth but there's so much left out of it this says god is love okay um atheists can believe in love you know so we're all hopefully we're all on the same page that there is some weird force out there called God is okay. One description is love. And we have a lot of descriptions of what love is, but also what they left out in the Bible is God is logic. It's like, you know, you have to look at things logically and people get all this, Oh, spirit. Woo woo. You know, it's like all this mystery and stuff like that. Well, the only mystery is if, you know, are, are you a good person or a bad person? You know, if in um, when people stand by and watch evil, what is that? I think I wrote it down here. You know, all evil needs to triumph is for good people to stand by and do nothing. You know, that that old adage is that's that's it. That's the problem with this whole world is we're just not using common sense. Logic is basic logic. So the head and the heart need to match logic and the heart you know people go oh my in my heart you know i i feel this but it does, it's not matching matching up logically i mean logically we should have one world government but people are afraid of that because if it was one world government run by the bad people that are in power right now it would be totally bad and here i was gonna ah oh, shoot I had, a, I had a dollar. I was going to say, I'll bet you a dollar. We've been under the new world order since 1933. Look on the dollar bill. Novus Ordo Seclorum, you know, new world order put there by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was a Mason. And we, so we've been living under a new world order run by 12 bankers since 1933. So you know, people who are afraid of a one world government and a new world order. Hey, they just forgot to change the signs in 1933. You don't have any countries anymore. <laughs> They're all gone. You know, all your leaders are puppets and it's run by the bank. So you're telling me right now that yeah. this, this, I, I, I'm trying to figure out where, because you mentioned the logic, it would be logical to, are, are you pro one world government or are you against it? I'm pro a one world righteous government where the government is right with all people. That's all the word righteous means. Uh, right now, 
like all woe unto you lawyers is in the book of revelation because lawyers have been corrupt uh, all throughout history socrates was killed by the courts and, and if you read his writings it says these people in the courts have their own language the law language is not your native tongue it's only fool it fools you but they change the definitions of the word that's why i always laugh at people like ha, 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 i just i've read the laws and it's like yeah but they're those aren't that's not english they say yeah. oh, we're, it's written in plain language yeah and i i pushed a lawyer at one time and i was like is does plain language mean english answer the damn question and he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't say anything and 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 like i was like yeah that's what i thought and when someone doesn't respond this is a big secret they acquiesce they agree silence is agreement Remember that, <laughs> that in the law, silence is agreement. If you ask a question and they don't answer, then you, you that's the law. That, and that's how they've always gotten away with it because they put these spells, <laughs> spell, the law is a spell. It's one, it's spelled out. A curse is spoken. Um, a blessing is spoken. So they spell out the letter of the law. And if you don't refute that, then then the law stands. That it's as simple as that. Wow. I uh yeah. now so, now I hate to say that you saying that lawyers don't tell the truth is uh <laughs> a Come on, anybody who's been in court and knows what what the hell kind of kangaroo court is. Oh my buddy's like he's like, yeah, the judge didn't like this. It's like, well. I, you know, I'd love to take part in your kangaroo court, except I'm not a kangaroo. <laughs> uh, and the judge did not like that. <laughs> by gosh. Now, wait a minute. So this is all very fascinating. I'm trying to imagine how we put this together. Uh, so you're saying that, well, okay, let's go back then to the beginning. Again, the real beginning. At what point yeah. did God or, or, mm, when, when did the separation happen? Do you believe there was a period of time where we were all aligned before these families decided to mess things up for everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you see, the earth, we all came, we all came here. Um, it, well, it goes, time is the key. Time, there is no such thing as time. And this is a scientific fact. It is not debatable anymore. Time and space are interconnected. Time and, and physical matter are interconnected. But you got to look at each. There's one Higgs boson particle. Right. It, you know, they're saying, oh, the Higgs field, the Higgs field, because this one particle is a massless particle, but it's not a wave. You know, it's um, it's cycles around the whole cosmos billions of times in one second so it's like uh you know 24 frames in a movie uh film well this is billions of frames in one sec so there is only one eternal truth one there's no such thing as time so it's like uh, it, it's it is difficult for a physical mind to grasp the concept 
but sure. um, we're here to test our supernatural abilities or you know to to see there's a couple there's actually two reasons why we're here for the adventure of it but the adventure has turned into a nightmare <laughs> and and the second thing is that okay we there's no such thing as time so our consciousness always was and always will be all of us um but what does an immortal being not have mortality right <laughs> so it's like right oh, i wonder you know you're an immortal being i wonder what it would be like to be mortal i mean this is a fascinating thing to an immortal being you know so how the only way we could experience this is if everybody on this planet that's born here agrees to have their memory wiped of being an immortal being and you know come to this planet where everyone's uh, dumbed down or under the spell of the the moon is not a natural object this is a scientific fact and i'm i'm talking to you from a man who worked at area 51 on the apollo missions i have what Yes, Walter Garson, my friend at NASA. We didn't talk about the moon, but he's the top rocket scientist at NASA Goddard, you know, the oldest NASA facility. So, I mean, just to say I've, I run into these people, the real deal, you know, not some internet. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, the moon, the moon is, yeah, like the freaking Death Star in Star Wars. It, You're telling me it, it's a hollowed out, is it, it hollowed? Is. Is it There's a spaceship? There's no way that something with that mass could be this close to the Earth. Or, you know, it's not impossible for it to not be hollow. In fact, they they shot that nuclear weapon up there. And, um, well, also they did, yeah, they had a seismometer. And I think they, they, they did an explosion or whatever. And it rang for an hour like a bell. I mean, a solid rock planet does not ring like a bell for an hour. <laughs> and there's a lot more to it. And, you know, as much as I'm all like, I think top secret and classified data is, is, a, is a crime against humanity to do it. But I'm also hesitant in some in some aspects to to uh because humanity isn't ready for some of the stuff that's just it's just kind of like whoa you know <laughs> bro i'm not ready for the moon death star wait a sec we yeah gotta... yeah that, that's what i'm saying so like and and it and it i don't want anything to distract from that logic logic logical thought like you know Dude. Well, I was gonna say I'm not I'm not ready for the Death Star yeah, until yeah. you bring it up on this show, mm-hmm. uh, because that we need to know a little bit more about this. I mean, look, I've had other people on this show that yeah. say, uh, well, first of all, you get the flat earthers. Uh, let's address that for a second. What's up with the flat Earth? BS mm. agenda. Oh, is it real? Are we on a? You know what? Um... It, again let's let's look at it from a logical standpoint like how does that help us progress 
spiritually, mentally, to get us out of the evil that we're in. I, it's almost like, yeah, it's important, but it's not. Like the miracles of Jesus are not really as important as his message. You know, that, that, uh, and that's, that's what I don't want to get distracted about. Uh, James, you ain't, you're not denying, you're not denying it though. You're not denying yeah. it, which is interesting. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> That we're in a flat earth? My gosh. Now, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. Well, okay, but this is a really, really important. Okay, so back to the time. No such thing as time. And there's like one particle that we all share that creates physical physical matter. It cycles. It's like, it's like on, off, on, off. It creates an atomic structure. And that's why an, if a nuclear explosion goes off, um, that it... It can actually, it can actually destroy the whole physical universe if there is enough. In fact, the people who go back in time, like Mars, was blown up by a nuclear explosion. The remote viewers and stuff confirmed this, and they said, "But, but we kept going back. We kept going back, and there was static." Yeah, I said that static is the universe coming apart. <laughs> the whole freaking cosmos you know being destroyed because a nuclear explosion is down at the atomic level and it ca causes such chaos that it, it affects the whole cosmos and i don't there is no there is no threat of nuclear war because okay the alien ships have um this is classified government information which i they don't want you to know it because they don't want to make you realize that they're not in control there, the codes have been changed many times, and I've had this confirmed by many people at highest levels in the government that they can't launch the nuclear weapons because the aliens come down and change the codes. So, how this is important for today because they've got 17 cities right now. I'm just talking with my liaison to the government, unofficial liaison to the highest levels of the United States government. And they said, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're threatening to blow up uh, power plants that will affect 17 major U.S. cities and blame it on Vladimir Putin because he's blowing up um, power plants in the Ukraine. So it's like, yeah, that's not really a stretch for people to believe that. Right. 9-11 was a complete inside job. And I think what? People, people, yeah, I think people, some people are beginning to see that there's just something very fishy about that um well world so, trade center building seven to me is the thing that i'm going what is, why yeah. how what is well haven't you I... seen haven't you seen the vi the biggest thing was the video you know when they demo a building there's little charges puff 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 right right and i i don't know if that video is up anymore but you know it clearly and also i mean talk to any structural engineer and they said there's no way a plane up there could get generate that, that much heat to melt the girders on a structure like that all the way down to the base, it's just not possible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, now, look, uh, James. There's a lot of open loops here. There's a lot of there are a lot of things we need yeah. to we need to turn around here. But I would love to know um, what what. Uh, okay, let me ask you this: Have we even been to space before? Yes. Um, now, the moon landing and the fake thing. Now, this is I, I do know a little bit about that. 
So Stanley Kubrick was hired to doctor it up. Now they, you know, you see, there was a battle on the moon <laughs> and there was all this debris up there. And then there was all these spaceships flying around when they landed. It's like, we can't like disclose this to the public. <laughs> so that's how he got 2001, a, a space odyssey made because they're like, well, look, we'll give you as much money as you want to make as many movies as you want and blah, blah, blah. You just, you know, you know disclosure, uh, you can't disclose that you, you help, you know, uh, cover up the, the problems with the, you know, the moon. So, but this goes back to, you know, Dwight, I, Dwight D. Eisenhower was right. the guy who sold us out to the grays for technology now the grays are from the future you see the time the first thing you got to know about time travel is that time isn't real so what is it it's matter it's it's matter uh manipulation that's what time travel is and nowhere there's like so say you went back to you know the world as you know, you say all oh, these paradoxes that would happen, they would never happen because, okay, so you go back and you you kill your uh, mother, father, or whatever, uh, before you were born, you're still going to be there because y- you only experience things once. That's not, that's not your parents that it, it's kind of, it's, it's not the world it's not your timeline. It's, it's just, like I said, it's tough for the physical mind to grasp all this. Um, but yeah, uh, how do you, I, you know, like, uh, I keep looking, I, I ground myself in the, the fact that I know that to treat all others with love and respect is the law of the cosmos that's it that's what we're here to do and like the the world knows you know what do you call it you call it god other people circumstances it it knows if you're a bad person and you're not going to get it if you are not sorry for the bad things that you've done you know they're going to catch up with you and that's that's how i have you know that's what i ground myself in and all these detail, all the details, the facts, you know, everybody has their own timeline. This is the, the Mandela effect. Oh, this is the a very important thing. Yeah. The Mandela about that. Yeah. This is, this is it. This is, this explains life. The Mandela effect. Okay. Nelson Mandela died in 2013. If you go look, uh, you know, right now, he says he died in 2013, a hero, released from prison was the prime minister of South Africa and, you know, did all this humanitarian stuff. And, but there is millions of people who said, I saw Nelson Mandela's funeral on TV in the 1980s where he died in prison, a broken man. Okay. Millions of people can't be, you know, all on drugs or, you know, out of their minds and stuff. Millions. So, what happened here? Um, what happened is those people said 
all of them said, we don't want to live in a world where a man, he might not be a perfect man, but man, this guy is trying to make this place a better world. We don't want to live in a world where a guy like this dies in prison, you know, like that. So millions of people said, no, we don't want this. And they actually changed the past because there's no such thing as time. They changed their beliefs. I mean, you could call them time lords. You know, <laughs> they didn't know, they're, but they're time lords, you know, and um, I, I mean, I have to realize, you know, like this is, this is what, but the main thing that holds all this together, because you'll start, like, I see things that change, you know, the bear stain and the bear stain bears, I'm sure. Right, right, right. And, and J.C. You know, Penny and the Fruit of yeah. the Loom with the Cornucopia. But, but know, how does... are we changing that versus because Mandela is something that people care about, but nobody really yeah. cares about Curious I know George's that... tale. Yeah, I, I know. Or does the does the Monopoly man have a monocle or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are these are fun things, but it does seem like it is cultural uh, yeah. misremembering. Those, misremembering. Those, are those are trivial are trivial effects of the, the Mandela effect, where Mandela has a real spiritual and you know you know meaning behind that shift. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not, I, I know a lot, but I don't, I have, I'm still, I still meditate. I still think about this every day. So I can't, I can't really say. For so sure, you're telling me, I, but for, for the people, the, your belief is that because there's no time, humans yeah. don't even realize that they have a potential, they have the ability to collectively alter the timeline absolutely. by shifting absolutely. their consciousness in yes. mass. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, or or individually. Now there is a park down that runs along this neighborhood that I'm in. It's a beautiful. It's called um, Water Shore Drive Waterfront Park. Um, and I, I had I was going. I typed. I you know the reason I I noticed this thing. I typed in. I said I'm going for a walk on the, on the Facebook Messenger thing, uh, on the on. Uh, this beautiful park called uh, Shore Drive Lakefront Park. Because I just looked at the sign the day before when I, I would go on my walks on this park. So, and then, then I went down the, this next day and I just typed in that message and, I, and it said Shore Drive Waterfront Park. And I was like, whoa, wait, I know, you know, this is not like some kind of fuzzy memory. This was like yesterday. That was a different thing. So when we expand our, you know, like, yeah, our past are, are subtle, subtly changing. But remember, we were all born here to agree to be somewhat on the same frequency to figure to figure out, you, you know, um, spiritual powers that we you know it's it's a it's a test you know it's like we're you know um but but then what is the game that your family is playing against this are they actively trying to fight this right i mean that that is kind of the conspiracy narrative and the spiritual community narrative that there are these evil pieces that are trying to suppress 
your knowledge about the power of the mind, the power of the soul, yeah. and yes. and create yeah. this religious doctrine to just shut off humanity's potential. So I guess my question then is, yep. what yeah. if they themselves were made from this immortal being that is trying to become or, or experience mortality? What went wrong with your demented family that they're yeah, trying to stop I know. everybody? <laughs> they are demented for sure. Um, well, let's look at the 12 bankers that run this planet. It's absolute 100% fact that all world leaders are a puppet to these 12 bankers. And the head is uh, Mr. Jacob Rothschild himself. Um, now, Jacob really, he's, he's even said um, in public, He's doing this for the good of humanity. <laughs> so, doing what? <laughs> um, okay. The the money changers have always, for, for our recorded history, the money changers, the bank, has always ruled this planet. That's the way it's been. Um, the one with the gold makes the rules. So yeah. what they, their, their game is they offer money power and riches to people um to do evil things and this is this is so evident in the story of jesus now i get i we were talking about this beforehand but jesus was a made-up person there's vatican documents that say jesus was fake i mean he was taken like isis and um oh whatever you know the two the two mary and jesus and isis and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a yeah no i mean there is this uh all over the world yeah, right there 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 are different stories of this resurrected yeah. so uh, constantine said yeah. okay we've got to get we've got to stick with one story and like we're gonna leave out the pertinent information about this but you know they the, the, the problem, you know, so yeah, the Bible and, and other religious texts were written by ruling class people, but, you know, they took the scribes, the Pharisees, the monks, the priests, they, they took power for themselves by wording it, you know, like, um, so you have to use your common sense with all religions. I mean, come on, the apocalypse is happening because you're not listening to Jesus. He said, Jesus says, love thy neighbor as thyself. So, and people are like, oh, the apocalypse is happening, and they're getting, getting an antichrist. Well, an antichrist is someone who's against Christ's teaching. You know, who's the antichrist? You are. Look in the mirror. Because <laughs> you're like... But 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 does that then mean that you believe that Christ, the Word of Christ, is the divine truth? You're. Not, I mean, I don't feel like you're saying you're this well, pro-Christian. I mean, maybe you are. Maybe you, you I think mean, the, that... the funny thing is an atheist can actually be a Christian if they love their neighbor, love and respect all right. people as themselves, because that's the basis of common law. That's why the United States was the United States was founded on Jesus. You know, it's like, well, you know, they do have a point. And it's like, yes, the common law. If you look, I have a this is hard to find the, the maxims of law. Now, the no yeah, one is, is above the this yeah exactly every american should know what this is this is our country but it's the maxims of common law 
if you look in the Declaration of Independence, it says right in the first, the, the reason they broke away, the main reason was the king denies us English law, common law, the Magna Carta and all that stuff. And what is common law? Well, all these maxims, like where it says no one is above the law. No one is, when they say, oh, yeah, no one is above the statutes, rules and codes. You, you know, like, yes, you are because it's like those are statutes, rules, and codes. Those are not law. They're made to be law. But what is law? Common law is based on to treat all others with love and respect as yourself. And Jesus said to love thy neighbor as thyself because some people aren't exactly human on this planet. But they didn't want to put that in because that would confuse people too much. <laughs> but yes, there are people with different DNA that look human um around you and that, that you need to treat everyone with love and respect so that's the basis of common law it's very easy stuff and um you know it's all been obscured by religious thought re religion and politics when you take love and respect out of religion and politics there it's all evil okay i don't care what it is you know that's 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 it that's the main thing so that's why an atheist can actually be a christian because if they love and respect others as themselves they are a christian but uh, how can they be a christian if christ isn't even a real character they they just made it up because in some people's the people that believe that christ was real the word did become flesh in their world and that's a supernatural power that they don't want you to know that you have that you can change right. your past you can change your future because there's no such thing as time it's all in your head so whatever that's why all these religions are vying for your belief that you makes know? sense that makes sense yeah. no, no, no. They, it's the uh i mean yeah we talk about the attention economy but but really it's uh consciousness who controls consciousness at any time and they're not right. all and uh yeah that's a deeper i mean look the very idea that people are even focused on this notion of an economy comes from the fact that at some point somebody went into consciousness divided it up and made you go resources and money are things that matter and it's going yes. yeah well no not really if you think about it because what yep. about love what about just that's it love and respect of other people when you put money power and riches which the the love of money is the root power is the trunk and the branches and the fruit is the riches of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil when you put those things before other people that is worship that is worshiping a false god yes false god of money power and riches before people that is what's called satan <laughs> the satan is the the evil holy spirit so you know there's that's what the problem with the religions are it's like they speak a different language than an atheist or something like that so they don't the, the terms are you know like it's like uh mind body and spirit is father son holy spirit it's like that's there those are what it means there is no god with a long white beard in the sky really that's just just not correct yeah and I, most people i've talked to today said yeah they, that 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 idea is just not correct um 
<laughs> even even an Indian guru is like, yeah, you think like a buffalo thinking God is a buffalo. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so funny. Yes, God is a great buffalo in the sky. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, God is the spirit of love. That's that connects us all. And when you are a, when you do something, even one rude word against another person that will put you in hell forever because when you realize that you're going to be with all of the spirits around all these people around you forever then it's like you it starts to really sink in like oh you know it's like <laughs> right. i'm not going to get away with this evil of putting money power and riches before other people and it's like, you know, it, it all comes down like dominoes when, when you come to this realization. Um, but the, the main problem is that, you know, I, we're here on earth to speak up against evil, you know, and speak up again, you know, not to rebel, but to ask why. Because if we can get these people who, you know, are obviously mentally ill, like my family, I mean, they killed two dogs in Salem. <laughs> the hounds of hell, hang them. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Yes, you didn't even, yeah. uh, how did we discover that your family was responsible for the deaths of the witch trials? Oh, I put it all together. Um, so Nathaniel Hawthorne, who wrote The House of the Seven Gables, which was our family mansion for many generations, the right. most iconic haunted mansion in America. Wow. Yeah, that's your home. And I knew that since I was a kid. But, yeah. Uh, I didn't know all the details. I asked, well, Dad, why did they change your names from Salem? Oh, that was the family feud. That's all he would say. <laughs> well, the family uh, uh, feud was, we're like, we kill, we kill each other. <laughs> you know? I don't care. Yeah. Um, so we're uh, Adams is one of Ingersoll and Adams is my right. bloodline. So we are the real Adams family. This is not a joke. <laughs> it is. I got a really, in fact, I didn't know I, I was in the Adams bloodline until I did the ancestry a few years ago. And I'm like, well, that's why they're always calling us the Adams family, because we actually are, you know, it's good. My dad liked the vintage cars and antiques and the mansions and stuff, you know, that that was us. So it's like, uh, and they're like, you guys like the Adams family. <laughs> no, wait a minute. What, what did the Adams, uh, if, if you were to look back on the history of, humanity i mean can can you point to uh some of the some of the th the things that we might not even realize the adams are responsible beyond the the common ones we regularly talk well, about john, what john adams like helped thomas jefferson i mean he's the jefferson. main guy yeah he helped thomerson thomas jefferson right but does it go back further does it go you back know, to I some go occult... back past uh see, i gotta go to england i guess to the records uh, uh, you know because they have records from like thousand years ago we have this thousand year old script you know, just blowing the dust out i don't know i've got to. i guess i gotta go over there to to really look into it and stuff i'm kind of curious myself but i only got back as far as Salem right. when uh it was richard matthew um pet 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 gal um uh they i don't know when they changed to pentangle um and then uh, it was the Ingersoll, the House of Seven Gables, the Ingersoll Mansion. So right. 
He's married to Ingersoll. Uh, I guess my question is, what compelled Adams, yeah, yeah. them to to kill these witches? I mean, what was what was the greater agenda here? Still trying to figure this out. So yeah, what I was saying, Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote the book of this House of Seven Gables. He was related to Judge Hawthorne. He changed his name to spelling of his name because they didn't want no one wanted. I mean, for hundreds of years, no one wanted to be associated with Salem or the witch trials or anything like that. Right. Um, in fact, I did talk to another Adams and it was like, oh, yeah, your family killed my family. And I was like, no, I'm an Adams. <laughs> and we were like, oh, my God. We're like, we came to the realization, like, <laughs> yeah, so um, th th it was a small town. I mean, people were related to each other. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's just really bizarre. But I remember going, you know, I was doing the in the public library. I was someone was helping me with the ancestry and we, we looked at each other like in the end, they're like 29 people died either from hanging or the results of the being imprisoned and stuff and two dogs and we looked at each other like, like i was like i said yeah my family was insane <laughs> so but as far as the adams um i don't know this is really weird i mean i look like a skinny pugsley and my sister looked like wednesday really really <laughs> weird my dad like smoked cigars sometimes and had that like crazy gomez thing going on my dad liked to blow stuff up with dynamite he's like yeah well, you know, he's from uh, Manhattan and, and uh, had a Manson in Westchester, but he's like, I want to be a cowboy and go out west and blow stuff. <laughs> and he, he's like, yeah, back in the 50s and 60s, you could buy dynamite in the hardware store. And I'm like, and you and yeah. And what did you do with that? I was like, oh, we just blow up like beaver dams and make passes coming through. And he actually made a pass that, you know, out there and but he liked to blow stuff up. In fact, he almost burned down a town with a steam car and they not so politely asked him to, to leave and never come back. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. How yeah. does that even happen? Why, why did he, what was he trying to do? Well, he liked steam trains and um, vintage cars. And, and in the old days, they had steam cars and, um, you know, they, they'd have a fire that would boil water to make, you know, but... So, um, yeah, it took him like until it, it well, it's just so bizarre. We, we had games in our family set the house on fire. It wasn't an official game, but everybody in the family, except my sister, she didn't quite get it. And she would set herself on fire. <laughs> she put her hand on the stove. She'd light matches and stuff. And I'm like, what? What's that? Wait, like, what? Why she doesn't she quite get, she doesn't quite get the game. My mom would burn stuff in the kitchen the whole house would be smoking and, and like flames and stuff. My dad was with his cars. And, but I actually won the game when, um, you know, we had a really nice house in Eastern Long Island and had these like shake, you know, these wooden shakes that I got really dry and a little barbecue grill was a little close to the house. I lit it and I went in to get a spatula. And when I came out, the whole house is on fire up to the roof and I got hypnotized. And I was like, wow, that is, that's wild. The house is on fire. And I stood there for a little too long. I was like, the house is on fire. Oh, I got like, I snapped out of it and got the hose oh. and stuff. But then it was like, yeah, <laughs> they had to call the insurance company. And I was, my parents were like, they were mad. I was like, none of you can talk. 
it's like, it's, it's like you've all set the house on fire multiple times so what the yeah, heck this is this is what i'm saying we are the real adams family I mean, this is like real stuff that happened in our family it's like um just so bizarre the parallels that you know from the show i um but but anyway yeah um it all seemed to make sense when i when i did the ancestry um and <laughs> what what it, what is the fa- the fire fascination i mean look we've uh we don't have to go down this rabbit hole too much but you've hinted that yeah. some of your maybe more esoteric practices have involved fire um yeah okay here's the the big clincher <laughs> those 12 bankers that rule this planet are magicians i mean they're using dark magic and the reason they get away with it is because no one believes that magic is a real thing or if they do it's not it's on a very small level but i think it would kind of blow people's minds that these bankers you know like i said have always ruled the planet they 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 plan this evil. They don't do the evil themselves. They take their evil plans and make an offer with the money, and it, which they give to the Pope. And um, I like Pope Francis. He's a good guy, but he's a hostage. He, and if he comes out, he will be killed like um, 1978 Pope John Paul I was Pope for 30 days until they poisoned him. He was murdered. 100%. This is not even like that surprise shouldn't be that surprising to people. But he was going to expose the system because it's like, okay, the 12 baggers give the Pope, the Pope is the king of the world, um, secretly, you know, <laughs> but he's always been since, since um, St. Peter. And it's like these, the 12 apostles, which if you read the Bible, it's like, Jesus, like, you guys are like, dumb you're like you're thick dull that's what he called them you know so but they realized oh yeah we could use the power that jesus is telling us for evil for money power and riches yeah let's do that instead (laughs) so and then you know so um so this is how it's been since then uh is you know they take uh, and and the the problem the the problem today is like okay every world leader every leader of every country is guilty of not saying anything about the the system. I mean, but the pope. I mean, you got to realize the pope has twenty four seven. He doesn't even know. Like he he just has to assume everybody around him will kill him if he tried to make a secret video to send out. You know, it would it just. Uh, why, why why that system i mean why have a hostage situation is it is it one of these things where okay tell it me takes, what the... it takes them away from it takes the 12 bankers away from, it releases it takes one layer away from uh that the, so they're not guilty they just have the ideas they give it to the pope so they're insulated from they think they're insulated from the evil. It's like they're, uh, 
Um, but they still are self-righteous. They're, so you're telling me right now that Pope Francis yeah. knows that there are 12 ruling families that are ruling this world with evil dark magic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like, really, the whole Bible is the, um, for for anyone who's into magic, the, the Bible is the number one, um, you know, book. It's the most complete guide of how magic works. Magic, really? magic the basis of magic is righteousness. There's self-righteousness, righteous, and unrighteous. Okay, self-righteous is you think you're right. So these 12 bankers are self-righteous because they believe they're doing the right thing. We're testing humanity. Jacob Rothschild said, I'm doing this for the good of humanity. <laughs> yeah, uh, enough, though. You know, it's like... Um, Right. We've had enough of the test. You know, it's like, uh, but that's, and, and, um, you know, righteousness means being right with all. I think people kind of like, well, that's it's a complicated word. I don't really know. No, it's just very easy. I mean, everybody should understand what the word righteousness means. It's like, you know, and then question those who are not being righteous with right with all. Just that's all it means. So, it's funny, self-righteous and righteous people control the unrighteous. You know, someone who's just <laughs> punching someone in the face or blah, 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 you know, just violent or, you know, knocking off uh, banks and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're just completely unrighteous, you know. Right. And, it, and it's obvious. Um, so, yeah, self-righteous and righteous people. So that's, you know, self-righteous is dark magic. And righteous is, is good magic, and uh, unrighteous are evil idiots who are going to hell. <laughs> so you're telling me that the Bible, which you believe was modified by Constantine, is is an occult grimoire in a weird way. Absolutely. I mean, it is, and and <clears throat> that yes, it's a it's a it's an accursed spell book, and. You know, I, I got some flack for this uh, about people who just don't understand, but you need the celestial keys to understand the Bible. And these two keys are, um, you have to understand what the word born again means and saved. Okay, born again means there is no such thing as time. You always were and you always will be, your consciousness, that is. And that's a man cannot, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven without being born again. You have to see the world as an immortal would. That's what born again means. The um, being saved means that this, that's the message of Christ, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And you have to put that into every context in the Bible. See, when it talks about God in certain places of the Bible, it's not like it's not always the god of love and that that's that's the key it's it, it left out the fact is is this the god of love that connects us all or is this the god that people worship money power and riches and that creates the satan the you know the evil holy spirit which you know satan is just a generic word for the spell that the great satan the magician who is asked by God to, you know, divide up this world, to make it, you know, to wipe people's memories, to put everybody under the spell, because otherwise we wouldn't grow, you know, 
to, to, we need to distinguish between good and evil. That's, you know, we talked about that the other day. That's, that's right. Pretty much the meaning of life is, you know, uh, am I going to be good or evil, you know, and like how, how did, you know, what to do about that? That's, that's what we do here. And so that, that um, good and evil is, uh, but, but anyway, yeah, back to the, the Bible needs to be read with those two things in mind. And if you read it with those two things in mind, you would see that Christ's death was an evil act. It did not save anybody except for the fact that that's not what you do not do what Jesus did and not speak up against the evil. He tipped over the money changers tables. He knew damn well they were going to kill him for doing that. You know, yeah. because as we talked about before, I don't know why this is really dumb. People haven't read through the lines. Okay. He tipped over the money changers tables. The, <clears throat> The uh, Jews had that really nice temple that took a hundred years to build. I mean, this is very expensive. You can, and so they had their, um, you know, little market and their little money changer racket going in the temple there. But, you know, <laughs> and, and that was the way they were making the payments on it. So Jesus kind of like, it's not that the money changers deserved it, but that wasn't really the way to go about you know, this, and, um, but he, Jesus was so frustrated, because it's like, what is wrong with these people, love one another, I mean, that's the basic, he said, love one another, that, that's pretty much Jesus's message, and it's like, why can't people get this, why do they love money over people, so, you know, it's, I, I he just got so frustrated, gave up on it, and um, yeah, so, the bank said to the Jews, you know, you, you got to get rid of this guy because you can't make payments on your temple. And then the Jews like, well, thou shall not kill. So they gave it to the, the Roman government, which is uh, they were in bed with the bank, too. It's like every government on Earth always has been, you know, had, you need the, you know, the golden rule. You have the gold, you make the rules. So um, the, the Roman government couldn't say no. It's like, yeah, they're like, why do we kill this guy? He's not, he's not worthy of death. You know, (laughs) you might be a troublemaker. So, um, so you're not disputing that Jesus, the person, what Jesus was real in some people's, in some people's timelines, but the story, Oh gosh. It's like, we got to look at the story of Jesus and the moral of the story. You know, that's that's the important thing about Jesus. So Jesus died because of our sins. And forget about Jesus for a second. We say it's the same thing today. You know, people die every day from war and disease and pollution and all this stuff. Right. Because we haven't stood up against the evil bank government and bad law that we've had and you know on, on the whole planet we just have to say you know just say no like nancy reagan said <laughs> to drugs <laughs> we gotta say just say no to evil bad governments that lie to us about everything and uh so but yeah. but i mean you know it's uh I I guess I want to get clarity on 
the magic powers that are laid out in the Bible versus the magic that we were talking about before that was suppressed by divining consciousness. I mean, are you saying that what what is 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 it just that people don't know what the magical properties are therefore uh yeah, yeah I guess the Bible kind of makes the magic more seem like you're you're directing it towards something external rather than yourself that's a big uh, yeah yeah if if um well the 12 bankers uh, look i had jacob rothschild told me he said really? you, wait yeah, you've talked he, to jacob rothschild that's i can't tell you um it, it's uh <laughs> It's kind of classified information about how we communicated, and you'll understand why in the near future. But um, he did, yes. Okay. I, I have, let's say, I just I have communicated with him. Um, so, I he he said um, that if you can get the people to come to me, and I will dissolve the the two corporations that rule are blackrock and vanguard and we will put a new financial system in place but you got to get the people to come to me because i thought he was gonna i was like okay i i thought um it's like yeah i i I figured out what what's going on here but he's like no he's like you you got to get the people to um to say no And, and then then i'll do it and, you know, I've had a few people are like, well, I don't trust Jacob Rothschild. And I said, yeah, but you've never, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily trust him either, but it's like, what other choice do we, you know, it's never been done in the history of the world where everybody says no, you know, no, no everybody's programmed to not speak up, you know, right. and that's, that, that's the thing. And well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, coming back to the major theme of this, which is that we've been mass hypnotized. I mean, yeah, to not speak up against evil. <laughs> and I, I and I guess I would say, you know, for, for someone out there that is listening to this and going, oh, my gosh, what in the world are these two talking about this high level conspiratorial mumbo jumbo? They're bringing aliens. They're bringing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there yeah. is a conspiracy. It's just that. The conspiracy theorists don't always get it right, but there is 100% a conspiracy that rules this planet. That, How can that, people know that for sure? Do you have any ways that people can actually prove it to themselves? Hmm, I mean, beyond hmm, just doing the research themselves, which it seems to be what everyone says. Joe Biden is a puppet. How do we know? Because he has dementia, and this is very obvious, and this is a crime in their rules because my sister did the same thing to me um, she took our mother with Alzheimer's down to a lawyer who specialized in legal wrangling family members' uh, fortunes away from other family members. So our mother was not legally competent to sign those documents. She didn't have our mother declared incompetent, but she, the lawyer was like, oh, just have her sign it. It's like, no, you know, like, and I was like, and I was like, how could you do that? And um, I had, I went down. I was left penniless. So I was like, well, this is an open shut case, black and white. I went down to the the free legal help and they're like, 
they looked at my sister's name because she's from, you know, a very, very influential, wealthy family. Um, and they, uh, in, in our town and the lawyer said, your sister didn't break any laws or statutes. We're sorry. We can't help you. And I, and I looked at her, I said, are you mentally ill? I was like, this is a clear violation of any law, any common sense. My mom is not legally competent. And then the, the paid lawyer said, well, oh yeah, that was a first degree felony. We could put your sister in jail for the rest of her life. I mean, it's 30 years. I mean, she's like 50. So it's, <laughs> um, yeah, this, you know, paid law is, is not law. We don't have law on this planet. So the thing of it is, you know, how can these people who say they're in power and like when they're breaking their own law with Joe Biden, I mean, he's an obvious puppet because he's not, he doesn't have the facilities in his head to make um, com legally competent decisions. I mean, look at Afghanistan. He, even Donald Trump was cringing. He's like, oh my God, how could he kill all those people and, and arm the Taliban with all these weapons, you know, because he just didn't, he didn't pull out of the country correctly because he, it was like, uh, um, this, the bankers want to create chaos. I think this is their strategy. Let's just do things that are so stupid and so bad that, uh, I, I mean, yeah, Jacob Rothschild, I'm doing this. So you, you say, no, I, Prince, um, what was uh, Queen Elizabeth's husband? Uh, Prince, what's his name? Uh, that just died a few years ago. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I'm having Alzheimer's, I guess. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> Prince, uh, it, yeah, what was it? Uh, Philip, Philip, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Prince Philip, the old uh, racist coot, <laughs> snob, a, a snob. But there is something, you see, this is why I'm really not, I'm not happy with Charles because uh, Prince Philip had a, a, like a devilish smile to his, his snobbery because he wanted you to say, shut up, you old snob. You know, what's the matter with you? He wanted people to, to, to treat him that way, but no one ever would. And he actually told some protesters in Canada, he says, look, if, you know, they were just saying, England, get out of Canada, blah, 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 or, you know, like, just want, we don't want to be in the British Empire anymore. And, and he says, look, you've got to all unanimous, unanimously say no. If you don't want us, you gotta, you've got to speak up. And he was trying to tell us. You know, um, one of the few, one of the few royals or ruling class people who have actually tried to tell us what's up, you know, tried to get ourselves to uh, uh, speak up and stand up for ourselves as a world against this nonsense. Um, so, that's, so really, that's... it's 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 a call to make people make people less passive yeah. in a way. Yes, exactly. At least, you know, you know, I've had a lot of people like, it's like, look, look, you know, you go protest, you, you know, a lot of these protests are actually paid for by um, special interest groups like George Soros or something like that. And um, he, he left a bunch of bats down an alley in the, the Capitol one time. And I don't know, I hear all kinds of stories like that. But 
Uh, where, yeah. where do you get that information? Is that your that, intel? That's kind of like internet fodder stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you know you for keep, sure? I mean, that keep, no, but if you keep hearing like the same kind of stories again and again and again, I try, I like to triangulate different, completely different sources from completely different entities, completely different things. And if I'm getting three different, completely people and places and you know things confirming something then it's like okay that's getting a little more in focus okay let me ask you this this election people think that the past election uh joe biden versus trump people think that trump is still the president there's a lot of stuff people talk about this insurrection act and the military is actually in charge and joe biden's not really in power all this stuff okay um also they think that the election was rigged and there was some kind of uh you know mules stealing ballots and whatnot yeah i don't know let me ask um, you this at what point does the mandela effect take over there where enough people think it's rigged and then it actually becomes rigged well, um, I'm guessing that uh... could it is that how it works? Do you think in magic? I mean, you you're you you understand these things. I yeah, I I do, but I don't have enough data on it. You know, I I'm kind of just one step above of people's awareness of it, but I I don't I'm not an expert on it, and I, no. I just, I'm still like I'm still figuring it out myself, and like how to. You know, I, I feel like, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a river in a in the boat and, I, you know, you're just going down the white water raft and, and yeah, you can kind of steer a little bit, <laughs> you know, you get you got, your, you got your little thing, you can push off against the rocks and stuff, but I, I will be the first to admit, no, I'm not in complete control by any means or even uh you know i i feel like i'm i'm in a white water raft so i i don't know i don't know um you should run for congress yeah yeah well well anyway yeah i mean like i it should have been you know like uh, the united states it was a good idea in the right direction and i'm very proud of my ancestors for founding this country um because you know it compared to all the governments in the past you know uh but but like i've told these these um patriot groups you you know you're trying to uh they're trying to say well you know joe biden's uh still the president or or you know they're they have their laws and you know then these patriot groups are interpreting it and i'm like look you're they're trying to resurrect America of how my ancestors designed it in 1776, which, OK, is good. But listen, we've built this bridge and the plans are faulty because, look, it's going to the, the America is collapsing. So you guys are trying to build a bridge with the plans that didn't work. You know, Congress, there's, you know, two party system, Democrat and Republic doesn't work. We need one party, you know, and it's like there's a lot of flaws in the way the government is designed. I mean, I sent when I first discovered my ancestry and like I got really pissed off about, you know, wanting to make a change because I knew so much bad stuff. So I sent I sent a message to Elon Musk and uh, he's he's like um, he was afraid to 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 talk back but he so he went on joe rogan 
and answered all my questions. So he didn't want to be like uh, um, telling, but he said special interest groups and lobbyists are um, have too much uh, control. And I mean, no government on earth can run with special interest groups and lobbyists. I don't care what government, it's not going to function if you got special interest groups and lobbyists. And then the BlackRock and Vanguard corporations, there's giant conglomerates they there's a video on youtube where you can they trace they they own and control every corporation on earth they're the parent corporations of every corporation on this planet and governments too because i mean look at there's the connection right there okay these two large corporations own and control all corporations so you have lobbyists and special interest groups of the corporations so that's why the it doesn't matter what the politicians say or do they're still puppets for these two corporations it's pretty simple you know but i mean look i i and, and i just want to make sure that uh you know we're, we're we're doing our due diligence here james yep uh what would you say is you said that you're connected to these families you said yeah. that you've you are close to people who are in the highest levels of government and they still talk to you and even I, ask they, you I don't, questions. I don't know. It's like kind of... What do you mean by it? Today, um, one step removed. This I have no official connections with these people. In fact, like I said, Elon, like they, they don't want to even talk about this stuff. It's like, you know, you, I could make a lot of people, I've made a lot of people nervous, you know, and that they don't want to, talk to you personally about you know it's like they know they've screwed up <laughs> like uh-oh you know um what, what is it about you how do they know is it just because of your background they know your your lineage or you know? yeah i you know i've i figured out they've been following me since birth you know i in fact i mean the, the rabbit hole goes so deep and there's so much technology that you, you know like there's been free power for over a hundred years, I lived next uh, near Shoreham, New York, where the, the Wardenclyffe Tower that was built by Tesla was going to give free power to the entire planet. And um, uh, uh, J.P. Morgan cut the funding. And it's funny how all these families. I live at on um, the estate of a Morgan who was shunned by the Morgan family. <laughs> oh <my laughs> he doesn't have any money anymore, you know. Um, but it's all it's all kind of connect. How do our lives keep getting intertwined here? And my mom, who was uh, psychic, when we went out, uh, moved there in 1979, we're driving by and my mom started like electricity started coming off her body. And she goes, something really bad happened there. I don't know what it is, but it's like that was she said it was like this. That would have changed the world or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? But I knew she's she knew like she didn't get that way unless like the vibes coming off of there because that would have changed this whole planet, you know. Like uh, if we had free power, that but <laughs> when J.P. Morgan's like, we're gonna put the meter, and Tesla's like, we're not. It's gonna free power for everybody. Oh hell no! <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I I mean, if you. Did you see, have you encountered any? You said since you were a kid, you've yeah. been you've been, they've been after you. Well, um, not after me, but you know, 
they've been there and it's like yeah my my mom what do you mean men in black uh you know there's two there's two kinds of men in black and i've seen them both in fact one of them i talked to uh uh supposedly they told me from the government that uh he's friends with me on facebook (laughs) i was like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) oh god yeah so um i've seen the interdimensional ones like right before like sleep and wake and uh uh i didn't know what was happening and i was like well it was like the ones with the white face uh and like no no facial hair and they, they they don't they're almost human but they're not you're like that's not really a human <laughs> and, and uh and they project this fear on you and um <clears throat> you see we all have an immortal name and i know my immortal name you know there's no such thing as time so your consciousness always was and always will be so i said hi i am you know i won't tell you my immortal name yet um but and it was like I could feel the fear that he was trying to project go right back. And he, and he was like, uh Oh <laughs> right. yeah, I could feel the fear coming off this, the interdimensional man in black. Now the government does have men in real men in black who come. If you see, you know, a UFO or something that they don't want you to see, they're kind of like, you better keep quiet about that boy <laughs> or else yeah, kind yeah. of people. Yeah. Those, those, uh, I know one of those, um real guys so th- those are the two men in black you know one of them you work with them or no no i mean i just friends on facebook yeah you're friends with facebook with the real men in black yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh i don't wow. we don't talk about it though we don't talk about it you know it's like it's just kind of an understood thing <laughs> does but, he okay. is he does he have an alias on facebook he doesn't, is he... no he doesn't say i'm a man in black no he doesn't come out and say that <laughs> oh yeah uh, you want uh you know i don't know if i should i don't i don't i don't know if i should give out his name i send, I, it, I, send I, it to me later send it to me later i'll I, send, I, it, I need to I'll know send it to you like yeah you, yeah he'll uh, he'll he'll talk to you probably um but anyway, yeah. That's pretty wild. Wait, yeah, before, no. uh, what about Area 51? We haven't really talked. You mentioned briefly, you said you worked there? No, no, no. The guy, I'm sitting at the desk right now of a man, who, uh, the Morgan, that uh, worked on the Apollo missions at Area 51. And I've known other people. You see, how it goes at Area 51, though, is uh, you don't really know. Like, I've talked to a lot of people who've worked in top secret facilities and stuff. It's like, you're just working on like a wing and they cover everything up and yeah. it's like, you're just doing this little job and stuff like that. So um, yeah, you, you don't know. You, you really don't know. I love Bill Clinton went to area 51. It's like, no, there are no aliens. And I saw it there. Yeah. I was like, well, they're hiding them in the back room, Bill. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah he wasn't lying you know of course they you know they they're not going to have anything that you can see um invisible so the guy whose desk you're at yeah does he know he's dead oh (laughs) did he know did he know about the aliens and and craft they were keeping there if they were um that's a good question i got the feeling he did 
but he, he's very tight lipped. <laughs> well, he is dead. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, now he's definitely tight lipped. <laughs> I was gonna say. The no, I mean he had he had he had. Um, I mean he worked uh, he worked for the government his whole life, and uh, he, he had the you know non disclosure mentality. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> well, you know what? This has been very fascinating. I mean, I I definitely uh, I feel like I got a lot of different things about spirituality, about time, about uh, the power of consciousness, about yeah. you know our true history. Um, you know, before we wrap, I mean, you know, look, we're at a time when there's been an election that clearly, I guess, doesn't really matter since it's all part of the same thing anyways yeah. um you know what is what is one thing right now that people listening that want to stop this power from ruling us can do how how do we get back to love is is there is there any <clears throat> any guidance that you have um yes then speak up to anyone in your life anyone in um if you if you're sorry for any evil that you've done in your life you, you're forgiven you know if you truly are sorry the world knows people know that you don't do that evil anymore so if you're you know your sins are forgiven the only sin in this world is to not treat others with love and respect as yourself that is that is it that is that with all these crazy facts about the moon and our dna and you know maybe what this is or what or, or whatnot the the thing that anchors us in the storm is do you truly love and respect others as yourself that is it you know and if if someone does not act that way it is your duty to speak up and ask them why that's the only way we're going to get out of this. Like, why, why are you not treating others with love and respect? Yeah. You know, and anybody can understand that. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I mean, that's just common sense. And I don't care and what political party you are. You know, we, we, yeah, we I don't we, care what we, political we, party you are. When you get people to explain, when you're asking to explain yourself, you're in power. That's how we take the power back. Ask to explain. Don't say, I know all these answers. I know this. I know that. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. No. Because, you know, the Mandela effect comes. You you have, you know about your timeline, but someone else, I had, what was that thing on my, on my website? I'm not crazy. My reality is different from yours. <laughs> it had the Cheshire cat. Yes. Really like. So that's why we need to love and respect all as yourself because people do have experienced different realities yes some people jesus is a real person in some people's lives and you need to respect that okay and then you know some people have seen the vatican documents that said jesus was a made-up person and they you know but you know that that message of love love thy neighbor as thyself that's very real that's that's the power of christ that's the power um i know I love the exorcist. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> it is, it's not his death. It's his life. It's his message. And those people who are saying, well, you, you denied Jesus's blood. If you, if you, you know, like, because he died on a cross, like dying on a cross is an evil thing. And if, if you, if you condone his dead blood, 
you automatically deny his living blood as a living person. And this is this is one thing that people just haven't seemed to thought about. <laughs> but it's it's all about you know, but if you did love your neighbor as yourself, you would see this. And that's what you got to put common sense into everything, into all religion, all politics, all situations. You know, is yes. this person loving and respecting others as themselves? I mean, I don't know how is that is that simple enough? <laughs> hey, <up>. Pugsley, <laughs> Pugsley, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> Pugsley. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, this has been very fascinating. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get deeper into more of your background, more stories when you come back on. I'd love to know more yeah. uh, specifically about some of the strange encounters and experiences you've personally had in your life. <laughs> you were telling me some of that before and I was oh, man. going, Whoa. I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if that helps or hurts. Um, your case, I know. Credibility and it's kind of a distraction from, <laughs> from the point is that we need to speak up against this crap that's going on in the world. <laughs> yes. Well, let's see if we could do that. James Pentangle the yeah. reluctant royal that's correct <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show this has been fantastic james pentangle thanks so much for coming on the show i want to apologize to prince philip for forgetting his name uh full disclosure i i i'm recovering from a cold and when i recorded that interview well, let's just say I, I was already having cold sweats like Prince Andrew. I want to thank Rodney McGilvery for the theme music. I want to thank Zero Boy for the free theme music. And if you see someone in your neighborhood who's looking down, you can drop a couple billion dollars on them and initiate them in a satanic ritual. Just remember, elitism starts local. Local.